I mean, abscess does make the heart grow fonder. Welcome to the Beat Around the Bench podcast, a podcast about woodworking, good times, and general jackassery. With your hosts, Jess of Jess Build It, Colton of Cold Crit, and Ross of RNC Woodworking and Design. You can find us all on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. In this week's episode, we get into the holiday spirit with a final push before Christmas. Colton's abscess makes his butthole fonder. Jess becomes quick draw McGraw and sets a new land speed record. And Ross hangs out with degenerates. All of that and more is coming right up on this episode of the Beat Around the Bench podcast. Now for episode 37, Commando. Commando. I don't know if I've seen Commando. Who's in Commando? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, it's Schwarzenegger. Yeah, maybe I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. came out in the it's, same era as like Predator and yeah, all those. It was it was after doing the first Terminator, but before Terminator Two, and strangely enough, before the movie Twins. Really, Twins, Basil. Before Twins. Predator. Uh, it was after. No, it was before Predator, but mm-hmm. then it was before Twins as well. And I, so I've actually been listening to. Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. Um, he reads it himself on oh, Spotify. Really? And it's funny hearing Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to read. He's like, and then you get up every day and you, you read the book. <laughs> and sometimes you have to get motivated and you can't like, not get motivated. Uh, but he was telling us in that story about how the movie Twins is still the highest grossing film he has ever made. It was a funny movie. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. because he and Danny DeVito and Ivan Reitman, the director, uh, decided not to take any uh, money up front and during the filming, and they got points on the credits. So basically, they took money on the back end, and because of that, he made more money, or they all made more money doing that than they ever did actually getting paid to just be in a movie. Uh, I heard that uh, Tom Hanks did that with Forrest Gump. I don't know if that's true or not, but same thing. Like he same thing happened for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was like, "Uh, tell you what, you guys can pay me like 10 grand to film these movies. And I want like 15% of all the things that come off of this. And that's where he made the majority of his fortune. Wow. And continues to, right? Yes. Yeah. It's called residuals mailbox. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Did you guys watch that thing about Michael Jordan? Um, about Nike. Yes. And it was on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first one to ever do the residuals. Yeah. So neat. Yeah. It's a whole, uh, it's so interesting. He makes over a million you know, dollars a year just from uh, the sales of Michael Jordan shoes every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, also on Nike, you know, the person who, speaking of makers, who drew that, uh, they just went to like whatever the equivalent of Fiverr was back then. Yeah. And, Someone drew up that 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 swish, and uh, they paid him like thirty bucks for it. Which Mm -hmm. I think they've paid him more since. I I think they've like handsomely helped them out since. I've heard that at least. Uh, Don't 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 quote me on that. But uh, if not, settle up. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Good move. Oh man. So boys, uh, obviously there's 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 a big elephant in the room, and since our last discussion. (laughs) Colton had talked about how he was butthurt in general, <laughs> and uh, turns out it was a legitimate thing. So, Colton, are you okay? I am. I am amazing. I am thankful, and I am high on life right now. And, and I, morphine. Oh, 
Yes. Well, so what we we recorded <laughs> Monday last week, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. So since Tuesday, the pain in my butt got increasingly worse, right? And like I had a had scheduled a doctor's appointment. The soonest they could get me in was Monday, right? And Saturday, well, like I don't know, afternoon. It got it was the most intense pain like I've ever had. And like Crystal was at a um a function or like some sort of uh, engagement party I was supposed to be at too, but I couldn't go because I was just in pain and like, you know, cause this whole thing had, it was going and coming like it, it would like get real intense and lay off uh, as far as the pain. And uh, this one, it wasn't laying off and like, I couldn't lay down. I couldn't sit. I, I couldn't like, it would hurt to stand and walk. Like anytime I sneezed or coughed, it was the most painful thing I ever did. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a hemorrhoid. This doesn't. And finally went to the ER and, um, I was, I, I texted Chris. I was like, I'm going to the ER. Uh, can you take me? And she's like, yeah. And she ended up driving home and taking me. And sure enough, 24 hours later, cat scan and stuff. It's a, it was actually like an abscess and they, they gave it to me in centimeters at first. I was like, do you mean millimeters? And they're like, no, centimeters. Comes out, it was like an inch and a half diameter abscess. Uh, wow. I mean, abscess does and make the heart grow fonder. This is true. <laughs> but it, and sure enough, like within 24 hours after the CAT scan, they were able to get me into surgery. Was not expecting to go into surgery this weekend. Um, and yeah, I'm a new man now. I mean, I, I have still have tubes coming out my my booty. But um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have tubes coming out till after Christmas. But, you know, it the whole thing, it, it changes me, man. Like, okay. how so? Whenever you're in intense pain, like you look at stuff different, like yeah. even like modesty. Right. So like every time like a nurse or a doctor would come in, they're like, here, here's a gown. Um, we'll, we'll leave the room and let you change. And then we'll come back in. I'm like. Ma'am, with all due respect, let me just rip it off. <laughs> let me pull my clothes off right now. You check it out now. I need to get down the road quicker. Um, and like, I don't know. If you ever want to make God laugh, like to make God laugh, just tell him <laughs> your plans for the future, right? Like this this weekend and all last week, I was planning on like crunching out these last few Christmas orders and stuff. And uh, yeah, sure enough. No, that's not the plan. Um but yeah, it really like, I don't know. It was refreshing. I'm, I'm really thankful coming out of all of it. You know, I'm really thankful that for my health, right? Cause there's people who work in chronic pain, right? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. live with chronic pain and like, I don't know. I, I found myself being irritable. I'm not really an irritable person. No. Like, yeah. So I'm thankful for my health, thankful for my family and friends. Like, I mean, like I was texting y'all, y'all were there. Like Crystal was there. My family was there, you know, we were mostly uh, making fun of that. you, but. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate it. I, I was making my share of jokes too. But also it made me freaking thankful that I'm an American. That, that I'm American. born in a place, I live in a place to where I have a hospital down the road that if my booty hole wants to go a, a ape wild on me, I can go to a hospital down the road and they they can handle it, right? They know what's going on. Like they can put me under scans and tests and like whatever. It fixed me. Also fantastic that you have a wife with corporate health care. Yes, yes, that is. That's, mm-hmm. that's, yes. yes, that is true. That is a big, that big is. deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That is. And so I'm I'm coming from a very thankful place. I don't know. When I was – so I did have to stay in – like before I got to the nice fancy like s- surgical room with like the bathroom in it and like couch in it and mm-hmm. like the cabinets and all that, I was moved – I went through about four different rooms and um, each increasing with um, – Cost. Amenities, I guess. And amenities. But yeah. like, but yeah. So I, but at first I spent probably about 10 hours just in like a general waiting area. And it was weird. Like they took my blood and stuff like right next where there's people like sitting right next to me, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, that's called the ER. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. That's where I was. Yeah. And, um, but there was one guy in there who was just complaining, man. And like, he was talking about like, oh, I know my rights. I can complain. You can't arrest me. Like all this stuff. And like, he's like, I did my CAT scan four to five minutes ago. You should already have it by now. I know it only takes five minutes to get these results, blah, blah, blah. And like, I, I was not in fighting condition, which, cause I, I really wanted to say like, man, you know what? At least we're in a place where they can do that, where they can check us out. And I want to tell them to be thankful, but I got, it probably as, end up in a physical confrontation. As I we was had discussed on prior episodes, I believe the one with um, David from Gearheart, um, when, when you're not an a-hole, it's amazing how much better you get treated. And yep. when you're sitting yeah. there complaining and making life living hell for everybody else, it's mm-hmm. amazing how people are like, you know what? He can wait a little longer. I'm not yep. going to help yep. out. I'm not going to rush over and help him. And, uh, yeah, it just goes to show you be a nice person and you'd be surprised how much people help you. You get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, and he was just complaining. I was like, man, I'm in a lot of pain right now, but I'm still more thankful than, for the, everything than you are. <laughs> like, yep. bro, chill out. But, but yeah, overall, man. Um, so we did get everything removed. And as of now, you had your butt uh, removed. No, no, oh. no. The abscess, mm. the golf ball that was sitting up my booty is no longer there. And I'm so glad. Did I'm you so tell, glad. Uh, it, it is, did you tell Crystal you guys got to like cool it down with, you know, the foreplay stuff? The prostate tango? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if she's putting a golf ball up your backside, you yeah. guys should try something different, man. I still think it's a yeah. callus. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yep. We've calmed down on that. Yep. I had to tell my boyfriend Steve that we we can't see each other anymore. But I mean, at least take good. a hiatus. You can still see him. Just can't get physical. Physical. Yeah, he'll just have to be the receiver. <laughs> yeah. You know, on a, oh, on a serious note, you know, I, when things like so, I've told this story many times before, but the reason that I am sitting talking to you right now is because I broke my leg a long, long time ago. But that one thing changed the course of my life forever. It changed who I was married to. It changed everything. If you really look back, that was I fell in my yard and broke my leg. It was that simple, which changed my jobs, which led to this, which led to that. This bang, 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 boom, boom. Chain of events led me here. And other things that happened, of course, also led me here as well. But I've, I've, you know, it's funny that you say that Colton, when you say you want to make God laugh, give him plans. Like, you know, we're trying to save money for a house and all this other stuff, but I'm just like, I'm not going to plan that like super 
that's not, doesn't mean that's not, I'm working towards a goal, but you never know what's going to happen. Like yeah. tomorrow we could get in a car accident. You know, somebody in our family could get sick. She could get sick. Somebody come down with cancer. There could be another COVID. There could be a war. You never know what's going to happen. Things that are completely out of your control that change things. And it's so nice to hear you, Colton, say how thankful you are, you know, that it makes you realize that being able to work in itself yeah. is is a privilege almost. Yeah, you know, it is. To just be able to go and go work and do something that you love. We're like really on the high end of the spectrum with that, with the woodworking and stuff. But you never know what can happen that could just ruin it. There's so many people that are stuck doing something that they hate. and um, And when you get to where like where you can't like I remember I've had things happen to me. and I'm like, I just want to go back to work. Like I never thought I would say that, but I just want to go back to work. This is what I want to do. Um, I actually I really enjoy working and staying busy. And we took one day this past weekend because it was pouring rain and like 40 degrees up here on Saturday. We're like, you know what? We have no plans. We're going to relax. We're going to hunker down at home, order some Chinese food and just kind of call it a day. And that was great up until about five, five thirty at night. And yeah. then I was starting to get real stir crazy. And I was like, uh-huh. I need to start doing something. Like I gotta <laughs> I can't just lounge all day. So yeah. I ended up like, you know, cleaning up the basement and playing some drums for a while and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And I was like, Oh nice. I can I, I can lounge with the best of them, but I gotta I gotta do something. I gotta work with my hands. I gotta do something. Yeah. But you're I right. The ability to make that decision is a fantastic choice. Yeah. Ross, are your kids old enough to start playing instruments yet? Uh, yes. And we are they ha- are they interested? Uh, she, my daughter loves singing, and we've had Ooh. her in vocal lessons, and she sings in choir and stuff. Um, but her forte is actually more like uh, improv comedy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Her comedic timing is savage i will just say that in it um how old is she she's ten and a half ten and a half um but yeah she's got some really good wit about her um and then my my youngest son is um just turned eight and we've had him in guitar lessons his problem was he he kind of liked the idea but he didn't want to practice at all and had no interest in practicing and so yeah. His guitar literally just hangs on the wall behind me. So his thing is an ultimate ninja though. So he just jumps and climbs over everything. Oh, nice. Parkour. Parkour. And he does Parkour. yell that. Yeah. Very cool. nice. <laughs> so boys, what's going on in your shops? We're, we're now down to the final week before Christmas and, and Colton, we'll start with you because obviously a wrench has been thrown in your proverbial gears. So what, what does this next week look like for you in your shop uh, versus last week? How many, how many orders are still sitting out there that you were trying to get done? So this week in the shop, I, so I just got back in the shop today, right? We were released yesterday about afternoon and tried to get back in, but, uh, yeah, fully got back in the shop this morning and try, I, I, I got a, a few cornhole boards halfway done okay. that I'm looking to have shipped. And then I've added another brisket board 
that we're doing. Uh, you know, last week I talked about doing all the ingrain stuff, which mm-hmm. um, I talked to Aaron with Ninja Rhino um, a long time about that. You know, she does a bunch of those ingrain yeah. stuff. She gave me a bunch of cool. Di- There's actually a website um, where you can go plan out your ingrain board and like mm. plug in all sorts of things and colors and like different materials and it'll, it'll calculate everything for you. Wow. It's really smooth. Did you and check out the Feldhaus weave? No. Oh shoot. No, I, I haven't checked out the Feldhaus weave yet. Um, okay. I, I think, I, I think I know what you're talking about though. Like um, even last week, I think I remember what you're talking about, which uh, for as many as I have to do in the time I have, it, it's not feasible. Yes. But um, totally. So I was looking at, doing something in green, but then like I gave them all the, like the, I started talking to the customers about it and they still, they prefer that in green. Like they, they want the long lines going yep. across it or the sorry not the in green, the side green. Oh and, uh, yeah. They, they prefer the side green. Like, um, I think, you know what it was? I think we took really good pictures of it or crystal took really good pictures of it. This was back when crystal was running all of our social media and, um, Crystal, it, she actually had a uh, photography side hustle at one point uh, before she uh, knew me. But um, she's really good at taking these photos, like uh, you know, use, using a lot of the. Um, oh, what's the one photo effect that's on the iPhones? Uh, portrait. Where, yeah, portrait mode, where you can blur out the back. Right. And she took some really good photos, and you know what? It, you can't lie with what the customer wants. They they want this side grain, like um, which granted I, I I did make a good pattern right like yeah. um, like it, it goes from like the dark black walnut which is the bulk of the board and then there's two main lines that go vertically on it and they're they're spaced out into thirds and it um, it contrasts that dark walnut with like the white maple right off the bat and then it, it smooths into the paduk with the cherry. Right. And, um, it makes for a cool effect and luckily it's one glue up and that's really nice. Yeah. And so we're going to end up doing all of these with still the side grain. I was excited to take the time and make like a intricate, like using some geometry end grain board, but, um, yeah, <laughs> luckily they do like the side grain because um, I lost about four days with this uh, my whole booty hole um, hmm. problems. So <laughs> that's fair. Here we are, and so tomorrow I'm going to be uh, cutting up a bunch of a uh, bunch of end grain or a bunch of side grain cutting boards and gluing them up, and I'm be doing some pouring tomorrow and trying to figure out which customers really wanted their stuff by Christmas or if they whenever they need it. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Gotcha. How about you, Jess? What's going on? Uh, down in Tampa? I, Yeah. So I told you I had to redo that table. She wanted it gray. Remember? Yeah. How did that and go? You, so I try, I did some research about your stuff. I just didn't have time to get it, you know, mm-hmm. and like figure out the color. Plus they picked a color sample, oh, like an yeah, actual yeah. color to match their chairs. So I bought, I, I did a little bit of research and I'm like, what's going to bond to this stuff and goes outside, right? Like what's something with like a high adhesion. And I found, um, a, an alkalid enamel, which okay. isn't very expensive. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just try it. 
let's just try it. I don't know what's going to happen. So we scuffed up the top a little bit. The base had so many, so much texture. I wasn't really worried about the base too much. And I just went over there and said, let's just do it. So I put, uh, we bought the color that he said and they tinted it. And then I lay it's interior, exterior, laid out some tarps. And then it was actually, uh, Hoosier found these little pads. They're staining pads for like putting stain on. Yeah. All it is is a sponge with a microfiber wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's, let's try them. So I added a little water to the paint and I added a little bit more water. And then I just basically, I didn't wipe it back off. I just kind of like wiped it on real careful, like with the grain. And he came out and he goes, this looks great. I said, great. And then we just did the whole table and he's like, this is perfect. And we left and that was it. And I, you, it was you dry- to finish on it. No, cause it's exterior paint. Okay. It's exterior like house paint. So if I put a clear coat over it, it would have changed the color. Right. And then, and then if I did put a clear coat, the only other thing that I could really put over that without really getting it sanded would have been, um, a lacquer that self levels. Well, not exterior. No. In the sun. I would have had to use like an oil based. I'd have to use spar again, either that or a water based, maybe a water based acrylic, uh, polyurethane, but it wasn't, they wanted it to look like old. That's what it looked like when they got it. Does that make sense? Like maybe somebody had painted it and it like worn off. That's what they were going for. Okay. So it looked great. Um, and it was drying super fast cause the wind was blowing and, um, I could barely get it like back off where it like had gotten ahead of me a little bit. So I haven't heard anything when we left, I checked it. It was really good and they were super happy with it and they gave us five stars on Google. So that's, that's all right. that matters. There you go. Yeah, Cause he, well, he said, he's like, how much do it? Cause they were willing to pay. They didn't yeah. care. He's like, you should see the house. Ugh. So I, I said, he, I said, Oh, I wasn't going to charge you. I said, you know, I, you know, I felt like maybe I should. He goes, no, no. And I was like, I tell you what, if you pinky promise swear, you'll do us a, a five star review on Google and with like pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, that would make that's worth to me more than anything you could pay us for this. And he goes, of course. And they did the next day. They did it. Nice. So that cool. was that was great. So now we've got like 22, 23 reviews, which is awesome. That's huge. Yeah. And, um, I had a guy come in, want a stage for something and he was very eccentric. He's like, are you guys there? And I was like, no, we're not. We actually left to go measure something. And the other guys, you know, he had the doors locked or whatever. So I said, uh, he's like, I'll come back tomorrow. Okay. So he came back and he had this, just like a dimension. And basically the dimension is what was, would fit in the back of his SUV. And he is was a writer for the Tampa Bay Times. He talked about a thousand words a second. He was huh. super cool, older guy, and he um does just through the grapevine, and he does um mystery murder theater parties, cocktail yeah. parties. Yeah. And oh, he's written he's written thirty to he has anywhere from thirty five to sixty people. And he's Whoa. written all these roles. And everybody comes and then he emails them a week before. So you can like, and it's, there's no script. It's just what's going on, how this happened. And you get, and he's like, he's had everything from pregnant women, give birth to basketballs. And like, there's just like all this stuff. And he was just telling us about one of his characters and 
it was really interesting. But he said, a lot of times there's so many people, they can't see me. So I just need to be up like a foot. And I said, well, I've got that laser. Do you want me to put your like logo in the front? Cause he wanted like a little yeah. thing that snapped in. And he goes, Oh, that sounds great. So I gave him a price and he goes, you know, it's more than I expected, but he's like, I want you to do it. He's like, just let me do a couple of these things and that that'll pay for it. And then, you know, that'll be, that'll be good. So I said, well, I mean, should we work on the price? He goes, no, I want the Cadillac. He's like, I want it. He's like, just, just give me like, you know, a few weeks. This is Christmas and all that. And I said, all right. So hopefully we'll do that. So are you doing it out of plywood or like, what do you. So the base is going to be just black. So we'll probably do that out of plywood with some trim and paint it black. Uh, It can't be very tall. So it's going to have some casters that lock. So like rubber casters that lock. And on the top, we're going to buy one of those like industrial mats that you can like take off and like shake out or whatever. That's non-slip to put on there. And so that'll actually fit and I'll make like a little recess so that it like doesn't slide off. Okay. And then I'm going to make like, as far as I've planned it, I'm going to have like these holes in the deck where there'll be posts that slide like maple two by twos that slide into those posts, into those holes that are in the front of the deck. Cause he only wants a rail on the very front, not very tall. Oh, how, how wide of a stage is this? It's a 60, 64 by 40 and 10 inches overall, including the casters high. And then the, oh, the, the railing will be yeah, like 32. I mean, that's, that's what are you doing the railing out of? Uh, the same kind of thing. We're, we're going to do it out of plywood. Um, and then I was going to do maple trim and he went, he liked the light wood. So we were just going to put a clear on the birch and the maple so, over the laser. Other random question. Are you going to have the wheels underneath it or on the back? The wheels would be visible. He said he didn't care. So they would be underneath it for all four corners. Um, I thought about putting like a little skirt in the very front so you couldn't see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'd still be able, they'd still be able to spin all the way around and lock. But the idea is he's older. So I want him to be able to just pull the base out of his truck, set it on the ground, slide the rail air, and then use the rail to push it to wherever he's got to get it, get it to where he's got to get it, and then lock it down and throw the mat on. Because the other thing you can do is if he's pulling it out of his truck, if you have the casters on the back, basically he could tip it up onto the back and then it's narrower to be able to get into doors and inside and out of places. That's a good idea, right? Cause um, it's 40. And, then he, and then he can just lay it down and then it's not going to move on him. And the casters would only be in the back and then he could just slide in the slide in the rail. So like on the side of it, I see what you're saying. So you know, I know not- this sounds dumb. Take a look at, um, uh, subwoofers. Like if you look at really big subwoofers for a concert, they actually have wheels that are on the back because they tip the whole uh, thing onto the casters and then they wheel it out. But then they they roll it into place and tip it onto its front. And then it projects the sound out out the front. uh, But then they don't have the casters in the way. Interesting idea. You can also get the ones where the casters slide out so that they don't rattle. If you need it to be that, I don't think you would need that. But uh, if he doesn't want to trip on them. You know, it's true, though. If it's 40 wide, he's not going to be able to push it through a doorway. No. Unless it's like a commercial building. Hmm. Correct. So having it to where almost where if you build it almost like a tent, uh, 
a box jumping torsion box would be for like a CrossFit gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's hollow and he can just like lift it up and tilt it onto its backside. If you have the casters on the back, he can slide it in to wherever he's going and it's only going to be 10 inches wide. Wow. That's just juicy. Not, that's not a yeah. bad idea. That's not, not a bad idea. Not bad at all. Well, we'll talk about it when he comes up with the dough. Okay. Um, no, we should have a, a jingle or like a ting, like a, a noise, uh, a button for whenever someone has a good idea. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Like uh, like a light bulb going off or something. I will um, have to work on that one. So yeah. the other thing is huh, that stupid walnut bar top that we did. Um, you know, it was just beautiful and perfect when I gave it to them, but their teenager just is dropped and scratched it and stuff. And honestly, I use water-based polyurethane. It's a brand I had never really used and like tested before, but mm-hmm. I mean, what it felt pretty good. Remember? Yeah. Bear. Bear. Which is oh, yeah. Rust-Oleum made by Rust-Oleum technically. Yeah. But yeah. it was not very durable at all. And so we called, um, he called me, he said, man, this thing's getting all scratched up. You know, like I told you this was, and I said, I told you wood was a bad idea for your bar or your kitchen. If you use it a lot. And he's like, well, you know, and I was like, well, why don't you put like some oil based polyurethane on it, like for floors? And he was like, no. And then so we he so basically I wound up doing it. So we went over today and I scuffed it all up. We wiped it all down. I put the oil based polyurethane on it. Well, there was. I, I don't know. I don't know if dust got in it. There was one spot that I touched up too late. I, that's my fault. But then there was like like these dots when I was sanding it, like he had dripped like maybe alcohol on it or maybe mm-hmm. food had dripped, gone through the surface or whatever. Oh. And those like got highlighted when I put the pot. They didn't look so bad when I left, but he sent me pictures. So the thing looks like trash now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to um, tell you what you need to do. Okay. To- <laughs> so sit down. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Because it is a high-traffic, high-use area, you're going to need to have something that is much more durable and resistant, and also to seal out any kind of liquids and oils that are going to be there because it is a usable bar. So you're going to have to sand it down to raw wood. I would highly, highly suggest doing the deep-penetrating epoxy. And then from there, doing... Like the Halcyon? No, the deep penetrating epoxy is different than the Halcyon. You can do the Halcyon on top of it if you want, but I would actually do the deep penetrating epoxy, then Rubio, then from there, putting the the Nano 3 um, ceramic coat on it. I appreciate that, but he did not pay for that. Oh, okay. I mean, we were were at like, we're losing money at this point. On okay. this because I tried to get it at the price that he wanted and he bought some shelves and I basically gave him the shelves and I okay. do not I, you know what I'm saying well, like, it, it, I, it told him epoxy, like- I told him epoxy to begin with I said the best thing you can do in a kitchen is do an epoxy top on this and I yes. said but that's going to be at least you know $700 more something like that $800 more and they were like no way you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I've used this polyurethane on a lot of different stuff. 
on commercial countertops and places, and it was fine. It wasn't that brand, but it was water-based polyurethane. And this stuff is crap. Nobody used that stuff unless it's going to go on a wall and nobody's ever going to touch it. Then so, just tell, tell this guy um, that you're done uh, overall, so you're not going to go back. But if it were your own bar top, you would try, and I would suggest to him, just do some tabletop or bar top epoxy that you get from like Lowe's or Home Depot. He can do it himself. It's actually, it's not difficult, but it's going to be a lot less expensive than paying you to do it or tell his son to do it over the summer. Cause his son has already ruined it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that I feel like is going to put a bad review out there. If I don't, I told him I would come and sand it one more time and do it one more time, one more coat of the oil base and try to do, do a better job of it. Yeah. Well, it yeah. seems like he did like from what I'm hearing, it s- sounds like, you put the uh, the water based uh, finish on, and like once it started get, getting scuffs, like the water based finish showed those scuffs more. Whereas if you would have just done like a uh, like a Rubio finish on it, like maybe like these indentions and stuff in the wood would not have shown as much. They didn't want a flat finish; they wanted satin. Oh, okay. okay. That, yeah, that change that that changes it. Then. Yeah, they yeah. wanted a satin satin finish. They didn't want okay. super shiny, but they didn't want it flat. And so this was satin. Was that that was? It looked great when I gave it to them. I've never had a problem like this with that stuff. Yeah, hmm. um, I, I, I do think that there are some customers that no matter what you do, they're going to have a problem with it. Well, I will say this, this: it did look like trash. Them. It did look it did look bad. Yeah. You okay. know, and. uh it was way too like when I went to scuff it, it was way too easy to scuff it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like it just felt brittle. And I applied it properly. It had like four coats on it and I didn't even spray it. I brushed it like it was thick. And I don't know. I'll just I'll never use that uh, that stuff again. No. I think the, it, I bear, think once yeah. I yeah, I think once I sand it down a little better tomorrow or Thursday. I'm going to bring some vacuums over with my, I think I can plug my um, Festool vacuum into my sander, go over it with a little bit heavier grit, get all the ripples out of it and any, you know, things that are going on and then put a coat. I'm going to add a little mineral spirits to the polyurethane. So it's thinned down just a little bit. So it'll give it a little bit more flow time. And so using the oil base now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can what, use what, what brand oil base you using. It's a, it's a bear stuff. But there, I've been yeah. using that for a long time, and I feel like um, most polyurethanes, if you read on the can, you can use them on residential flooring even. It doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be a flooring epoxy. Uh, commercial grade, you'd have to use flooring, you know, polyurethane. But So I'm hoping it's going to be okay. But anyway, and so that's that. I'm not really worried about it because it's easy to do, you know, and he's right down the street. So it's not like this big thing. Oh, like nice. you run over there, sand it, put a coat on it. Uh, you know, it needs another coat. Run back over there, sand it, put a coat on okay. it. It takes an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I'm not really worried about that too much. The next thing is um, I think that that company with the upholstery and the, and the, the, for my, or Wilson art and, the laminate and all that, that bench. I think they're going to do it. They asked if we could come down a little bit on the price. They gave me a number and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's not that big a deal. So I think they're going to do that, which means we do that and the benches. And then 
my boss came over and the owner and he's like, so now not, not when you're not going to do any paying jobs, not, not any of those. Don't, don't do this. If you have a paying job to do, but I want to do <laughs> this. At, things, yeah. I want to yeah. do this at my house. And it's like this 16 foot long, both sides of the column built in with giant drawers and a thing for the TV and all these bookcases and all these face frames. And I'm in like, your spare time. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I was like, listen, <laughs> so he, he came and talked about it and I saw him again a couple of days later. And I was like, so we talked about his thing briefly. He's like, but I don't want you to do it. And I said, listen, that's a big job. That is a mm-hmm. lot of face frames. That's a lot of plywood. That's a lot of figuring things out. That's a big, long couple day install. That's touch up. That's crown mold. That's everything. Like there's cords, there's outlets, there's all this stuff, right? Base. Mm-hmm. So if we get to where there's like a lull, I'll yeah. tell you and say, Hey, do you want us to start your thing? But I'm not, you know, it's not good for us to start something that large, especially cause I don't have that much room in the shop and then like set it aside. Like once we start, we're going to finish it and then we're going to go on to the next thing Yeah, because you know, I don't have enough room in the paint booth and all that for all that. So, and then that one that, so that's that. So that'll be in the works at some point next year. And then, um, I was able to, so the built-ins that we're doing for, um, the designer lady, who's been really sweet, she's actually gonna, we actually got her a set of sample doors because she wants to start selling, selling them and like using them in her design work, which is cool. Nice. She's the one that's the, the, the pro, pro sketchup yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so that's nice. And we, so on one set of her cabinet she wanted glass doors well they don't we don't make them with the glass doors but you can take the panel out yeah now of course my my rep doesn't know how you take them out but he said that people do it so i said okay do you have a bad one like off a broken cabinet that i can have that i can play with and he said actually i've got tons of those and i said okay great bring me a couple doors next time you come around so he brought me you know something gets damaged in shipping yeah and the door survived so he brings me the doors <clears throat> I figured it out with a router and like, it was so easy. Zip, zip, zip. I made a little jig and it, it automatically like gets it to where the router needs to hold it and just run a line, turn it, run a line. And then the whole panel comes out, clean up the sandpaper and touch up the paint inside. Hmm. So that's good. Got the glass. We're going to put those in. We're going to install those in a couple of weeks after they put in her countertops. And then um, what else? And then we also have, uh, that same company from a year ago that wants us to do the conference tabletops is still, they're like, what's your ETA? What's your ETA? And so finally I, we, I, my wife's like, he's asking us what the ETA is. They still haven't paid a deposit. <laughs> and I, I said, all right, well, let's tell them that. And I said, listen, sir, you know, we don't know what the ETA is. You haven't paid your deposit. You started talking to us about this a year ago and now it's Christmas and you're asking mm-hmm. us what the ETA is going to be. Once we have a deposit, we'll be able to give you a better time frame. But we also have to order the wood. And Christmas is coming up, which is going to take over a week now to just get the wood. And yep. we have other projects that we're working on. So yeah. the ETA is kind of a mute point, isn't it? Yeah. And something along those lines. He's like, oh, well, I didn't mean to offend you. And da, 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 da. I was like, we're not offended. It's just like, give us some money and then we'll order the stuff. Yeah. But it's just this round and round and round circle that we keep playing and then when we when we're like, okay, well, give us some money, and then we'll order the wood. They disappear for a couple of days. 
Yep. It's, it's mm. super annoying. When the ball's so in their court, think, they're no longer there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, get I that. don't think the money's, the money's not an issue. The money's not an issue. It's just corporate. Yeah. It's this huge corporate place. And, you know, this guy, nobody's in contact with each other. He doesn't know whether or not we got the deposit. Like, he's all excited about this because he's going to do some of the work on it later. Okay. And yep. he can't he can't get them to to like pull the trigger or whatever. Although they did ask us for a W nine and they wanted to make sure that we charge sales tax on it, I guess because okay. of corporate reasons. So yep. for their tax reasons. So yeah. we gave them all that information, but oh, the bureaucracy. Oh man. If I walk in that <laughs> so place, you got, PS, when man. you go Golly. into this place, it's a, it's a place that makes supplements. They like package supplements yeah. up and they are like, you go into this place, it's enormous, and the shipping and everything is there too. It's really big. But you go in the office, there's no pictures on the walls. There, It is like you go in the conference room and there's just like a TV on the wall. That's it. It is so sterile. It's totally bare, yeah. Oh, I could never. I could never. Everybody looks very unhappy there. You have to like get let in by like you have to go on an iPad and say who you're there to see, and then it sends yeah. them an email and you have to wait. Like, no. I don't, I don't like that kind of that atmosphere. And that reminds me of my sales days, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're trying like, when you're trying to tackle a big dog, you know, and go into a big office, you know, you sign up the iPad, you're like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Try to talk to as many engineers as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that, that jive. So that's yeah. it. Uh, oh, Oh. And then um, the floating vanity. Yeah. Remember I told you I pulled the brackets off the wall. So yeah. we built we built most of that today. It looks pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. I tried to kind of like engineer it so thinking like to distribute that load that's being pulled away like kind of down as yeah. opposed to like pulling straight out. And I think I got it. I think I got okay. it. It took a long time cuz we would like I would draw it and then it wasn't right. And then I would like, all right, let's just start with the outside of it. So we did that and then like I just kept adding pieces as I could figure it out. Then we changed a couple things we're edge banding it and all, but I think it's going to be fine. So I'm going to start painting that tomorrow. Cool. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on. That is a lot of stuff. That's crazy. Okay. Busy, busy. Get her done. Yeah. Hey, Uh, also, I like your hat, man. Yeah. Yeah. This was Jets is rocking the the RNC baby. So let's, let's just talk about the hat for a second. So this was, this was supposed to be a Christmas present from my wife for through Ross or something along those lines. And it was sent to my father-in-law's house in his name and her name. And she told him that it was coming, but of course he doesn't remember that. And I go over there to get something. He goes, there's this box for you. I don't know what it's here for. (laughs) And then I saw some Ross. This is funnier because I I met him when I was uh, at your place last. So I was like. I can totally see him doing this. (laughs) And I opened it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. So I came back. I was like, look what Ross sent me. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, Merry Christmas. That was supposed to be your Christmas present. And I messaged Ross to get it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was like, well, I love it. So I don't usually wear hats like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, my rope hat looked weird. Yeah, so this is like a branded bills, <laughs> right? Branded bills. Yeah. It's full. It's a snapback, but it's it's you know full around the back. Full belt yeah. all the way around instead yeah. of being mashed on the back. Like yes. all, and then on the front, almost flat bill, but not. You know, just like right. a very slight bill, and but it, then like it's supposed to have a big front on it's it. It's got yeah. like a little point or what? 
Yeah. And I would never even try a hat like this on. Yeah, you, you like the trucker buy, hats more, right? Buy a yeah. hat. Yeah, I have one particular hat that's my favorite, and like they're all kind of sort of like it. But this is like I put this on, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "This is my new favorite freaking hat." I just you guys said that about love it. You said it about the shirts, the t-shirts. Well, as you well. got good taste, bro. I tell Dude. you. The shirts. You, uh. <laughs> you lucked out on the shirt. I think that was just a luck, pure luck. But the hat, you picked out this hat. And, the, research, and the, the emblem on it is pretty sweet. I get a lot Thank of you. looks. This hat is very sweet. So Thank you. That yes, I, you have good taste. Good, good taste. Anybody out there listening should buy an RNC Woodward. Jess, you, yeah, I agree. And shirt. But um, yeah, Jess, and you shirt. look like a baller. Yeah, it is like, it is so comfortable. It sits kind of low, like right over the yeah. top of your ears. And uh, I, I like like the snapbacks, the mesh back, right? Because it is yeah. hot here a lot. Like New Era makes one like the New Era 940. That's like the one that I found is the best. But they're super expensive. They're like 20-something dollars just for a blank one, the cheapest hmm. I can find them. And I did buy some that are kind of like a knockoff of that on Amazon, and I bought leather patches, so I'm going to laser those. But um, Yeah. Anyway. Oh, also, well, while I was there um, – during our laser escapade, uh, Jess gave me a hat that said like made in 1991, yeah, which is when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I wasn't for sure that it was a gift or if it, it was just lent, lent to me or not, oh, no, but, um, but I, I did accidentally leave in your truck, but yeah, made night. I don't even know. I still don't know how you had that hat. But, I got um, it at Salvation Army. You were like, Hey, what, what year were you born? I was like 91. And they had this whole bag. Like, they had this, right? <laughs> gave me this, they had this big and, bucket of hats and they're a dollar, you know? And like, some of them are just like, I found one that said X poxy. I don't even know what brand that is, but I wear it to paint in like, and I saw that one. I was yeah. like, I'll wear this to the beach, you know? Yeah. There you, there go. you go. Very nice. Ross. And so speaking of hats, Ross, your hat, um, it's got like a cougar on it. Um, uh, so this, I am wearing. You said that was your local high school, right? Or no, this is my school? alma mater um, college. My my university alma mater. So this is Northern Michigan University. This is actually That's the right. logo they used to have of the Wildcat when I was there. Since then, they have actually changed to a more modern version, which is a little bit more uh, cartoonish, Friendly. if you will. PC. No, I, I more cartoonish. This is definitely okay. an old school like actual cat and um because that looks fierce it looks like a fierce cat yeah it's, it's a it's like a tattoo yeah 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 so i i i rock this one in support of my alma mater but uh yeah that's what it's for so <clears throat> uh so i actually wanted to touch base uh you guys were talking about obviously projects that are coming up and stuff you were trying to pound out for christmas mm-hmm. i ran into similar problems that you guys did in that i got the the box is all done for B-Cycle bottles and all right. 30 boxes worth. I got them done in two days with staining and it was exhausting, but I got it all done. And then, uh, and, and Colton, I, I did enjoy how you, you, you said you wanted to come over while all my stuff was drying after all the staining. You're like, I still want to domino all those over and just push them all over. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you had them act- all lined up perfect. It would have been an awesome domino effect. Like, yeah, the sad part is it, they actually do that at least once every time I'm staining. Of course. No. Domino over. 
It annoys a hell out of me. But as long as there's not like a, a like a glob of stain somewhere that you miss that like gets in the middle of something. No, uh, I've actually okay. I've learned I've learned how to stain correctly because I've had to do so many of those that like the stain is even on all of them, which is great. Is that an oil based stain? Yeah, I, it's the okay. Verathane dark walnut. Uh, I've used that one a lot. They yeah. used to be my standard for the boards too, but yeah. you know what? Like I'm enjoying this water-based thing on a side note, but yeah, keep going. Keep going. So, uh, I enjoy this Verathane one because it's a one hour quick dry. So that's huge. When it's you're a one hour, one hour quick dry and it's oil based. Oil based. Yep. Yeah. So penetrating. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Um, oh. it's pretty fantastic on that regard, but anyway, uh, do you buy that straight from the store? Or you get that online. No, I buy it on, um, home Depot has it. Yeah. Home Depot. All right. Well, yeah. it, at least from what I know, they don't have it where I'm at. Oh, uh, Rustoleum's headquarters is literally across the street from my local home Depot. So my guess is that's uh, why oh, it wow. is. Well, um, on another note, I, I I've seen some water-based outdoor rated, like UV rated water-based, um, polyurethane and cause normally water-based polyurethane is not UV rated mm-hmm. and, but it was from Verithane and I've only been able to buy it online once. But, huh. um, so I, I wonder if maybe if I was closer to you, I'd be able to get that. I don't know. Let me know. If, look and see, I can send you my zip code, look and see around me if there's any of them. And if you need to, I can, I'm sure we can get it to you somehow. But interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, anyway, so yeah. I, I got all these boxes done. I got those delivered the next day, which is huge. And then I started to work on clearing out some random little projects that needed doing. And now I'm back to working on those built-in uh, benches. I was working on those today. And I've realized I really dislike doing built-ins, mostly <laughs> because they are <laughs> they are. I don't to think me, you've ever said anything different about built-ins. So I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to say they're not challenging because they're always challenging in their own right. But I just, I don't have any creativity to them. And like about halfway through, I just get real bored. So today I was able to pound through that, that minutia of just funk, if you will. And I was like, all right, time to get to it. So um, I got Was the base friends all done today. What'd you um, listen to while you did it? You know, I've been switching it up a lot lately. Like I, literally in the morning, um, I was listening to, uh, it was like a blues and reggae playlist. Okay. And then, um, uh, I, in the afternoon I was actually listening to the Willie Nelson 90th birthday, um, concert, the, the live recording of it. Okay. It was pretty good. It's worth checking out. Uh, nice. Um, quick note: I listened to some bluegrass covers today, so it's like yes. bluegrass covers of like popular songs, of like top yeah. twenty songs, you know. And yeah. I, I, I freaking loved it. But <laughs> go ahead. Okay. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm working on that guy. Uh, on a side note, the table base for the elm slab tables shipped from Poland today. So it'll probably be here at some time next week, which means once I finish building this built-ins, which I'm hoping to get done this weekend, if not early next week, I can then deliver that and then get that table done and out at the end of next week or early the following week and uh, be good to go from there. 
And then I, I, as you guys said, Jess, you were saying that this guy was waiting on the ETA uh, of his, his tables. And that one guy that I built the custom whiskey boxes for, he was like, Hey, I need another order. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, okay, put down the deposit and I'll get the materials. He was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I need a few more days for that. I'm like, okay, whenever you're ready, here's the invoice. Yeah. And yep. it's now been like a week and a half of him going, uh, just a couple more days. Dude, take as much time as you need. I'm just letting you know, I'm not doing anything until I get no. paid. So no, never. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not assuming all the responsibility on this. Yeah, you gotta lay it out ahead of time, man. It isn't start until you put some and skin I, in the game. And I typically all of my invoices or all of my estimates and invoices are set up so it's a fifty percent deposit up front. Yep. And then fifty percent upon delivery. Yep. So the the idea is I can buy all the materials and then I get paid for my time and energy on the back end. So it oh, also spreads out the the income, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not 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 to cut you off, but you're good. Do you do you guys remember that solid door that I made? The popular yes. one. It was yeah. white. And so I, you know, same thing, fifty percent deposit. And it was like this dude that was a construction guy, and it was going to like it was way through the grapevine. Too many middlemen. Yeah. Yep. But I'm like, I'm not doing anything until you pay me half down. So mm-hmm. I said, then I'll deliver the door. And then when they want us to install it, which actually we're supposed to install it then, but then we couldn't, we'll get the other half. So I took it and then like, I called the guy and I'm like, we can't find the entrance. There's nobody here to let us in. And it just so happens that somebody showed up. He never answered. He hasn't answered any emails. The, and then it turns out that the lady, the actual construction company that's actually doing it, it's an Alex and Annie. They called us at some point, like, we're just making sure you're like a real like company. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to say, okay, okay. You know, haha. She's like, this other guy is like broken it out or whatever. He's gone. He's gone, baby. I mean, like a month, everybody's been trying to get a hold of this guy. So So how do you get paid for the other half? Well, I haven't installed it yet. And I knew when I was dealing with him that half was enough for us to still make some money on this door. Right. Yeah. So, cause the installation is kind of more of a pain in the butt than the other part. Cause it's mm-hmm. just a slab right now. So, uh, she called us today. She's like, so when are you can install it? She's like, look, we'll install it, but we're going to need the money. Like that guy's disappeared. She goes, I know I haven't been able to get a hold of him for a month. Like we don't even understand what's going on. And I said, well, you guys, I mean, I don't know what money he got from you, but you need to pay us the other half and then we'll, we'll come put it in. She's like, okay, let me let me do that. So she's fine with it. They're not really worried about the money part, but I'm pretty sure he charged her twenty five hundred and then gave us we charged him sixteen fifty, I think, for it. And so which is fine. He can mark it up all he wants, but um yeah, so we'll okay. see how that goes. But yeah, the fifty percent down, man. Always get Way that fifty percent. Not a third, a 50%. That covers more than your materials usually. Yes. So, yeah. So, Jess, uh, I think it's time because we're we're getting close to an hour at this point. You have done an amazing job of <laughs> asking questions of everybody and helping us learn more about our guests. Mm-hmm. And you've even yes. asked Colton and I some things. But 
mm-hmm. we haven't had a chance to ask you some questions. We have not. And we would like to learn a little bit more about you. Oh, well, I would love to tell you more about me. Would you oh, like to try yeah. a little bit of rapid fire trivia? I absolutely would. I'm interested oh, to see how baby. this is going to go. Well, let me yeah. uh, let me get this. Oh, we going. got music. We got music. Everything. So yeah, I'm going to get to some trivia in just a second. So Jess, let's start this out. So uh, it'll be a three-minute countdown, as always, and the goal is to answer as many questions as possible. And so, Colton, can I challenge you to keep track of how many questions he answers? 10-4, brother. Okay. Jess, are you ready, sir? I am ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Speak loudly. All right, I will. Okay, question I'm ready. start in three, two, one. What is your favorite day of the week? Friday. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? No, every language in the world. Okay. Uh, Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. Ariel or Jasmine? Uh, Oh, definitely Jasmine. If you could travel back in time, what time period would you go to? Um... When Jesus was on earth. Cake or pie? Oh, cake. Favorite ice cream flavor? Um, cheesecake. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Oh, you horrible person. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> N- name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Um, pass. I don't know. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Yes. Always. Oh. (laughs) Sourdough or wheat? Uh, Sourdough. Would you rather cuddle a baby panda or a baby penguin? Oh, um, panda. Good call. What's for for dinner tonight? Uh, Leftover lasagna. Ooh. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Uh, 0.5. Okay. What is the fastest <laughs> speed? You. You have, <laughs> what's the fastest <laughs> speed you've ever driven in a car? Uh, 120. Okay. How many times did you sneeze in the last seven days? Uh, six. That's it. What? Okay. Went a whole day without sneezing. Big dogs <laughs> or small dogs? Uh, big dogs. Do you like the word dapper? Yes, very much. Dapper Dan man. <laughs> I don't want no damn fop. <laughs> what is what is your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Oh, uh, potatoes. What does the acronym SCUBA stand for? A self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at wiffle ball? Uh, well, which way is ten? The best. Higher. Yeah. Um, two. Okay. What's your favorite type of muffin? Um. Uh, uh, crumble. Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yes. If Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you could only save one, who would it be? Uh, Kim Kardashian. If you were given an all expense paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? No. How many redheads do you know uh, in real life? Uh, one. What's your favorite carnival food? Um, the, uh, 
the the big thing that's like deep fried and got powdered sugar on it. Oh, funnel elephant cake. ears. Funnel, funnel cake. cake. There you go. Yeah. That was the time. How many did we uh, get? 26. Yeah, there you go. baby. You gave me a lot of easy ones, like yes or no. It's like one answer once. Maybe that's well, why I should do it. All right. Very know. good. All I right. Actually, I had another question that I was actually hoping you would get to. Um, go ahead and ask it. Ask it. What is it? Uh, oh, God, I got deleted. No. Uh, would you eat a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven? Where was it stored for that day? That's not the, the question. Oh, it is. It is. Would I eat a day-old? Yes, day I old? would eat a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven. I have eaten those. Are you kidding me? I think they're always a day-old, aren't they? <laughs> no, not always. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> uh, but, hell yeah. No, I, I eat that and face the consequences, too. So I, um, brave words from a man who just got his butt surgicalized. Yeah. Maybe that's why I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah you might want to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to eat anything right now because a bowel movement scares the heck out of me right it now. Should. It should. Golly. It, it It's like a three hand operation nowadays. Oh, for like the next God. week and a half, but we'll leave that there. Oh, that's, that was more than you. Okay. Huh. How about you? <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, Welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, wow. then. Gentlemen, I think, I think that fun. is a great time to jump into the wood of the week. The wood Whoa. of the week. Wow. Are you ready for that? I am ready for it. Wow. All right. Wow. 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 Wood of the week. All right. This wow. week's wood of the week which will be mentioned briefly later, is Bloodwood. Bloodwood. <laughs> so, I'm so sick of seeing blood. <laughs> so I, I will say uh, I did not do um, oh, man. Like a, a lot of follow-up on this one, but every time I pull up Bloodwood online, things like Snakewood pop up and some other okay. ones. So it's I think maybe... Maybe because um, they're like in the same family. Uh, when you look at pictures of them, they definitely look very similar. Um, here, I was gonna. Yeah, well, this... Bloodwood. It, it's like Paduke, but a little deeper red, and then it's got like those dark black veins yes. through it, right? Yes. And so, it, so I, I see why they can like that. That and Snakewood would be in the same category. Like kinda. Bloodwood, Red Bloodwood, Snakewood, African Paduke. They all kind of pull up. Like a, uh, maybe because they're around the same from the same area, whatever the case. But bloodwood is primarily comes from tropical South America, particularly countries like Brazil, Guyana, and Suriname. Um, it is. I've never met anybody deep. who's gone to Suriname. Me neither. Me neither. Um, it's it's one of those woods that's like super 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 red, like blood red. And that's obviously where it gets its name from. Um, it does darken as it gets a little bit older and turns kind of a brown with age when it's exposed to light. But the sapwood is like pale yellow color. But isn't isn't bloodwood the one that when they they cut it, the actual like sap coming off of it literally yes. looks like blood, like it's bleeding? Yes. Yeah. And like when you cut it, like really, the, I mean, the I sawdust, everything is like blood red. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
I know Ninja Rhino has worked a lot with Bloodwood. Yes. It's, she, she also does a lot of pens too, though. So, like, you know, knife handles and, if you look at a Bloodwood tree, like I, this guy's on YouTube talking about Bloodwood, whatever, and it's like a funky looking tree. It's not like a big, nice, big, tall, giant, round tree. It's a smaller branch tree. So you're never really going to have like giant beams of Bloodwood in particular that I've seen. I mean, I'm sure that you do, but yeah. everything that I see, like where you try to buy it, it's little pieces like 10, you can buy 10 board feet from Woodcraft in a pack with, it's like S3S, S, seven, eight stick or S2S, excuse me. And it's like $190 for 10 board feet. So that's $19 a board foot plus delivery, which is going to probably cost you another 50, 75 bucks because it's super heavy. Hmm. Bloodwood is crazy hard. 2,900 on the Janka hardness, uh, which is way up there. That's about that's, double oak or a little bit more than double of oak. Yeah, it's, right? it's double oak. Yeah, it is. It's up there with like Ipe. I mean, it's super hard. Mm-hmm. So it is hard to work with. It does blunt your tools. Um, as far as uses, and I couldn't find anything uh, famous or notable that Bloodwood had been made from. Uh, they make a lot of pens from it. They make a lot of fine, fine inlays and flooring. It's great for floors because it's so hard. They make a lot of stuff for musical instruments and like little things like that out of it because it's so hard. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really quite quite beautiful. So um, I'm sure there's somebody in South America who's like, it's just my local lumber. I've made it, my entire house out of it. It could. I mean, you haven't, they're having to ship it. Right. So that's big. The biggest part of the, uh, of the, the cost. One of the biggest parts of the cost for us is to having it shipped over here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So bloodwood, I would love to get my hands on it. It's, it's quite beautiful. I think it's too overpowering looking for, to make anything really large, but wow, what a great, like if you were using, say, maple or something and you had like little bloodwood inlays of something, that would be quite hmm. striking. Yeah. So very nice. Uh yeah. So that's okay. that's our word of the week. Bloodwood. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Do we have any trivia based off of the wood of the week? We do. And I thought we would finish this out. So the last time we did this, I kind of flubbed up my answer key. So I wanted to make sure that this was right. But I also wanted to touch on the children. The, the final definitive on what Janka hardness is for like the total like numbers geeks out there. Okay. Because I wanted to make sure, and I was I was mostly right. I was wrong about one thing about the size of the ball. But so this is how this is what Janka hardness is. This is how they come to this this number that we're talking about. So first of all, the test measures the force required to push a steel ball. The diameter of the steel ball is 11.28 millimeters or 1100 millimeters squared. That's where that 11.28 comes from at its widest into the wood to a depth of half the ball's diameter, which leaves a 200 square millimeter dent which is quite interesting, Hmm. right? So, uh, and then they push it down with a test that's, it's called a CRE test. So in other words, it's a constant rate of extension. It's not like they push it and come back and push it. It's just a constant rate of extension. And then they force the ball 
5.64 millimeters into the specimen. And once they've gotten to that point, then, um, then they know what point was the hardest pound feet that they pushed it in. And that's where you get hmm. your Janka hardness. And as I said before, um, a number of individual tests are conducted and then the results are averaged okay. to determine the Janka. So, you know, they might test like several trees or several parts of one tree or however they do it. And that is actually how you get. So it is a great test uh, and determining factor on the resilience of a piece of wood, its durability, its hardness, how easy it is to dent and a million other things. So that well, is how they get Janka hardness. Better get on out that knowledge because it's trivia time. <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right. So today we're going hey, get to get on be- up that knowledge because it's trivia time. Hold on. Uh, we got to appreciate that. <laughs> oh, so, that was great. That was great. So last time, I'm not sure whether you guys liked it or not. So oh, you tell me, man. would you like me to read the question? And then you guys ring in, or do you just want to do round robin? Oh, the ringing thing was a little weird for me. Yeah, I don't know. Throwing out the uh, the animal noise was a little odd. Well, I, I, know. I mean, it was yeah. eh, pretty cool, but I mean, like, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it the round robin way. Yeah. Okay, round robin. Okay, yeah. so this week we are going to be putting. We did this uh, a few weeks ago where we put three woods in to order according to their Janka hardness from softest to hardest. Okay. And we will just take a pen. No, we're going to just do this one at a time. If you want to write it down so you can think about it, that's fine, but we won't do like the full thing. We'll just go one at a time. All right. So that way I don't mess up anything. Um, and we will start with the man of the hour, the one that's been a pain in the butt. (laughs) Colton. <laughs> and this week it is a little bit more um, difficult woods, not woods that a lot of people have used, especially in the United States. And uh, they're all pretty much exotic ones for the most part. And uh, so you might find them a little tricky. And I will tell you, exotic, there's, there's usually one gimme, sometimes two, but some of them are exceptionally close to the same hardness. So it's, I mean, you're just going to have to guess, I would assume, unless you're just like some sort of Jenka genius. So here we go. Jenka genius. We should, that should be Jenka genius. Yeah. Jenka genius. Yeah. All right. Jenka genius for question number one for Colton. Arrange these exotic hardwoods from softest to hardest. Uh, Coco Bolo, Balsa, Purple Heart. All right, from softest to hardest. Yes. Uh, well, balsa is the softest. Yes. <laughs> Can you give me a hint? No, I'm just kidding. Um, the next one is either Coco Bolo or Purple Heart. Correct. Um, uh, so I, I've worked with Purple Heart. I I I, I think I do have a little. Some strips of coca bolo, but I've mm, ah. all right. Um, balsa, cocoa, purple. 
All right, that is incorrect. So oh, it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> so balsa really? is on average one hundred uh, uh, pound feet. Purple yeah. Heart is two thousand five hundred and twenty pound feet, and Coco Bolo is two thousand nine hundred and sixty uh, pound feet. Shoot, I was okay. Mm, you know, I, you had a fifty-fifty I, I, shot. I mean, I knew that. Took it, I knew That's that. What I appreciate. And, yeah, I, I just didn't. I just didn't know. All right. Okay. So moving on. Question number two for Rastafarian. Mm-hmm. Name these in order from softest to hardest. We're going to go Eroko, Jara and Paduke. Uh, in all honesty, I've never heard of the other two or I don't know <laughs> anything about the other two. The first two. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh, Jara, Iroko, Paduke. Jara, Iroko, Paduke. That is incorrect. It is Iroko, 1,260-pound feet. Uh, Jara, uh, no, excuse me, Paduke. So it's Iroko, 1,260, Paduke, 1,725, and Jara, 1,910. 1,910. Right. 1,910. Jara. Well, we did talk about Iroko in one of our trivia things as being a, a traditional Japanese uh, wood. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. already a, it's already it's already twelve thousand though. I mean, used that's in hard. in Christmas ornaments or something like. At that. At least I okay. had to give me for the first one, like balsa. But <laughs> damn. Okay. All okay. Right, so, uh, next question. This is for you, Colton. All right. List these exotic woods from softest to hardest zebra wood. Wenge and Jatoba or Brazilian cherry is another name for Jatoba. So we got zebra, Wenge, mm-hmm. and Jatoba. You said it was something cherry? What was it known as? Jatoba is Brazilian cherry. In Scotland, Jatoba is the month before November. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, let's go. Jatoba, <laughs> Zebra, Wenge. That is incorrect. It is Zebra Wood. 15. Zebra Wood is 1575, very close to Wenge at 1630. And then Jatoba or Brazilian Cherry is at 2350. And so I was thinking Jatoba is either going to be the top or the bottom. And I guess the bottom. Yeah, Chitoba is interesting that it's Brazilian cherry. Yes, wrong. Cherry, so. These are tough. All right. This is tough. It all is. Right, it right. is tough. It is, is tough. tough. I, I'm not going to act like I'm not sitting here looking at the answers like I know these. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Next question. Next next set of three. Uh, we've got Ebony, mm-hmm. Merbo, M E R B A U, and Teak. Ebony, Merbeau, and Teak. I'm going to go opposite order. And it's Gaboon Ebony, if that helps you any. That doesn't, but uh, um, I'm going to say it is uh, let's see, you threw me off with the Gaboon thing. What was the, so you So it's so Teak Teak, Ebony, what was the third one? And Merbeau, M-E-R-B-A-U, however you pronounce that, Merbeau. I'm going to go Teak, Merbeau, 
and ebony. That is correct. Teak Woo! is teak we is got 11, one. 11, <laughs> right. Teak We're, is eleven fifty five. Yeah. Merbeau okay. is nineteen twenty five, and ebony is three thousand and eighty. Well, that's fun. Oh, yeah. You know what, Ross? Good I'm just job. glad we got one. We got okay. one. Okay, I think one. you're going to get this one, Colton. I know you're going to get this oh, one. I know ahead, it because I know you know. Throw the pressure on. Go ahead and throw the know, pressure on. You know two of these for sure. Let me so, add, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, question number five. Honduran mahogany, lignum vitae, and tiger wood. Honduran mahogany, lignum vitae, and tiger wood. Um... Mahogany, tiger, lignum. Say it again. Mahogany. Mahogany, tiger, lignum. That is correct. Yeah, baby. That Woo! is correct. Woo! Very, very good. Two in a row. Give yourself Ross, a run fire. Come on, baby. Get yourself Woo! a smack on the ass. Oh, too soon? All right. So, uh-huh. Honduran mahogany. I'll give me a pat on the back. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Honduran <laughs> mahogany is actually quite soft. It is 800. Uh, lig- I work with that uh, a decent bit, actually. Um, really? Yeah. For, for like charcuterie boards and stuff, like it, it's uh, for as cost efficient as that wood is, it still gives a really good color when just oiled. And hmm. I love that for like a good charcuterie board. So Yellow pine is a little over 800. So it's it's quite soft, considerably speaking. But fantastic. All right. Tiger wood comes in at 2160 and lignum vitae is still uh in quite a what do they call that where it's like a neck and neck with australian bloke as the hardest yeah, that wood australian that there bloke is. is yeah is very hard wood at 4500 pound mm-hmm. feet which is absurd okay which is very close to ligma well lignum vitae is 4500 but they said that there's australian bloke at over 5000 so that's mm-hmm. pretty insane all right uh, question number six for Rastafarian. Canary wood, Koa, Brazilian rosewood. Hmm. Let's see. The what was the first one? Canary wood. That was the wood of the week a few weeks I'm gonna ago. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in that order. Canary wood, Koa, rosewood. Incorrect. Koa, Koa is eleven seventy. Canary wood is fifteen twenty, and Brazilian rosewood is twenty seven ninety. Mm. So that was, quite, that was close. That was close. Yes, those yeah. are very close. When they're like three to five hundred apart, that's real hard to tell. All right, number seven for Big Colt. All right, Big Colt. Uh, I can get used to that. Big Colt. Uh, Big Colt. Colt forty five. Forty five or two zigzags. all right colt 45 we've got budwood which we just talked about and you received the janka hardness so let's not forget bloodwood bloodwood babinga kumaru or kumaru this sounds like a anime i had some kumaru at the indian restaurant it was delicious it came with the the vindaloo (laughs) and the naan it was awesome was it green or the red? Of course, the red. Oh, okay. I mean, come right. on. Oh, Can right. you give me a hit? What? Just tell me what color Kumaru is. 
Kumaru, Kumaru, um, it is. It's a little tan thing. It jumps around in the outback of Australia. <laughs> I don't think that's what a Kumaru is. Oh. Uh, Kumaru is a very dull brown color. Okay. It's from Northern Told South you. America. Uh, it is kind of boring, but it is excellent for outside. Hmm. Kind of sounds like Wisconsin. The ingrain looks a lot like Ipe ingrain, if that's a little bit of a hint. Hmm. They like like little pinholes, you know? Or sure. no, what was that one that you sent us that time that was really dark? The... You sent us pictures of the ingrain. Oh, um, well, that was the Koa, but I also sent you some. Oh. It was the... Uh, the Peruvian black walnut. Okay, maybe that was what it was. You sent us some, and it looked like little, little pinholes. Oh no, no, that was uh, that was Wenge. Yeah, that was that Wenge. One you okay. Could, it literally looks like you can almost see like strands. Like if you're looking down a Slim Jim. Oh, that was Wenge. You can yeah, see the, you can see the strands of the meat. That's literally what Wenge looks like. Yeah, and strangely cool. enough, when you get it wet, it smells like beef jerky. Mm. Beef jerky. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'm doing uh, Kumara, Bobinga, Bloodwood. Kumaru, Bobinga, Bloodwood. That's your answer? That is incorrect. So. Did I switch the first two up? Was it the, Bobinga, Kumaru, Bloodwood? No. No, it is. As we talked before, Bloodwood's oh. 2900. So oh. Bobinga oh. is 1980. Bloodwood is 2,900, and Kumaru, or Kumaru, is 3,540. That's up there. Way, way up there. It kind of looks like a real bland walnut, if if I could compare it to anything. Okay, Okay, next. Step away for a second. Okay. My question anyway. All right. So, Rastafarian. Uh, We have, oh, wait, I got to get back up to the questions. You do. I need a question. Uh, here we go. Paduke, Bolivian rosewood, snakewood. I'm going to go in that order. Paduke, rosewood, snakewood. That is correct. And these are two of the closest ones in here. Paduke is 1725. Bolivian Rosewood is 1780. And Snakewood is 3,800. Even hmm. more than the other one. So well, that's fun. Yeah, they are fun. You know, one thing I've never done is used Paduke. And you guys have all used Paduke. And I have never, never yes, used I it. I have used Paduke. It is beautiful when it is fully uh, finished when you're oiling it up and everything. But as I said, it gives off the nastiest, nastiest dust you've ever worked with. And it just lingers forever. Is it hard to, is it hard to um, like use with hand tools? Um, yes and no. Uh, it definitely, if you are not putting a boatload of pressure down on the, let's say you're doing like a, a, a hand plane, you're going to get chatter out of it quite a bit unless you have a super sharp blade as well as putting a ton of pressure on it. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like 
I'm sure that there's some guys that are like hand tool and snake wood and stuff, but I just, I mean, even white oak is hard to deal with sometimes. I just can't imagine something that's twice as hard as that. So, okay. Moving on. Two more questions left. Colt. Colt 45. Wait, uh, I miss it. Ross, did you get yours or no? I did get it right. Yes, oh, you did. Yeah. You Pad- son of a guy. Wait, wait, wait. Pad- what was the, what was the questions? Okay. It's a uh, Bolivian rosewood. Snakewood and Paduke. Nice. I, I don't even know what order I'd put those in. Well done, sir. Pa- the, the correct answer was Paduke at 1725, Bolivian Rosewood at 1780, and Snakewood at 3800. Well done, mm-hmm. sir. Well yes. done. Very, Thank very you. close. Oh. All right. Here we go, Colt 45. You ready? Ready as uh, be. Let's get it. All right. As soon as I get to it. Okay. Olive wood, and I'm not pronouncing this wrong, Macassar ebony, not Madagascar. Is that, a, is that a specific ebony. type of ebony? Yes. And Goncalo Alves. Oh, I, he was a boxer from uh, <laughs> Bolivia, right? I thought he was on Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Goncalo Alvarez. Yeah, good dude. <laughs> We're all over the place here. Okay. Olive wood, oh. Macassar, Ebony, and Goncalo Alves. <laughs> Goncalo Alves. Sounds like somebody mm-hmm. off Narcos or something. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an, it sounds, sounds like, like a side character sure. who's there for like an episode. <laughs> oh. Jeez Louise. All right, I know let's it's go, hard. Let's go. Olive, Alves, Ebony. Mm, survey says survey says I'm right. that is almost correct. Oh, oh, oh wait, uh, Alves <laughs> Olive Albany? Ebony, that is correct. It, these this two these this is the closest one by numbers. So uh Goncalo Alves is twenty six forty, Olivewood hmm. is twenty seven hundred, and Macassar Ebony is thirty-two twenty. Hmm. So also crazy. Mm-hmm. And I will look up where Macassar is. I was Ebony close, but no cigar. All right. All right. I'll take I'll it. That over. Yeah. I mean, some of these, like, I don't think it's gonna make and plus um remember how we were talking about they're taking different sex different samples? Like some of them may be higher, right? This is just an average average. Uh Macassar comes from Southeast Asia. It looks a lot like Wingé. It is like a striped ebony. It's also called Macassar. Uh, it's also called Amara ebony or striped ebony. So oh, it is sexy, ebony. sexy, sexy, sexy. It is oh, like, oh, oh, oh. if you get a chance to look it up, it is like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Okay. Hmm. Um, all right. Last question for you, Mr. Rastafarian. That's me. I've lost my thing again. All right, here we go. Look down in the shower. Uh, African Blackwood. (laughs) Santos Mahogany this time. I've never heard of that. And I I knew there's a lot of mahogany. I didn't know there's a Santos. Yeah, uh, it comes around this time of year, typically (laughs) end of December. Um. What was the third one? Uh, Ipe. Or Ipe. Yeah. Ipe, yeah. African Blackwood, Ipe, and Santos Mahogany. 
Uh, I'm going to say Santa Claus Mahogany is the softest. I'm going to say African Blackwood is the second softest. And Ipe is the hardest. You are correct. Bam! You are correct. Oh, Ross, you nailed by, it. By nailed ten, it, so man. I was wrong. This is the closest Ooh. one. So Santos Mahogany is one of the harder mahoganies. It is 2,200 pound feet. Whoa. So that's that's quite a lot for a mahogany because wow. we just talked about yeah. one that was 800, right? Where's that come Adam? from? It sounds like it's still like South American with being Santos. but Probably. Uh, I'll look at that like second. Like, and know. then African Blackwood is 3,670 and Ipe is still 3,680. So within Man. 10 foot feet, right? So pretty mm, much the same as African Blackwood. Uh, what a good Santa, one to end on, though, especially with Ipe and Ross. Yeah. You, you and your dusty fart bench. <laughs> Man, that will always come back. Dusty yes. farts. Uh, Santos Mahogany comes from uh, southern Mexico and central yeah. South America. Yeah, you I mean, can imagine well, that. Santos. Yeah. That reminds me yeah, of uh, – have y'all seen the the memes and stuff where it's like uh, when you pray or when you send a letter to uh, Satan instead of Santa on accident and you ask for yeah. like a puppy, you know, and like it's like a little girl yeah. like holding the demon, you know, <laughs> instead of like a demon puppy. Oh, it looks man. it looks a lot like that wood that I just got. Remember, I told you I got something yeah. that I thought was um, uh, not Ipe. What's the other stuff? That everybody uses. Teak? No. It's got a lot of figure to it. Uh, almost like stripes in it. Um, Sapelli. Oh. You know, but Santos Mahogany looks like, I mean, it's really beautiful. It definitely looks like a mahogany for sure. Well, so that's uh, funny you said it because I get like a Sipo Mahogany, which uh, that's not pronouncing it at right at all. Um, how, you, how you spell it's, it? It's it's kind of like a S I P O, um, which I mean it's short for probably Zapelli, I guess. But um, it, it's like African mahogany, except it's lighter and it has more stripes in it. Like it, it'll have like very clear, like that deep red, and then like not quite a blonde stripe, but like and the stripe goes through the veins too. Like the stripe is like like independent from the veins. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's spelled Sipo Mahogany? Yeah. I can't find it on here. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, well, I, uh, which that's what they call it at my mill. Um, is which it Cosipo? It's, it's a lot cheaper. Oh, no, no, it's just S-I-P-O. And um, hmm. like they'll call it Sipo. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, which that led me down the, the rabbit hole that there's a lot of types of mahogany. And um no, Sipo Mahogany. The, the best looking one, in my opinion, is African Mahogany. It's like yeah. that that deep red, just brown, and yeah. it's consistent color. And like it made sense, you know, like uh, in um, many leather bound oh, books and rich yes, mahogany. Yes. In that movie, what movie is that? A- Anchorman. 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 Yeah. Uh, my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Like it, it made sense why they make a lot of nice furniture out of mahogany because it's very consistent. Yes, and, it's very pretty, but it's still beautiful, but it's consistent, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so, I don't know. As of now, I, I usually make charcuterie boards out of mahogany. I've never used mahogany in a cutting board, though, or like a brisket board, like glue up board. I've been curious. Mahogany? Yeah, I. Oh, I've I, done that. I I just I've never done it. Um, it I've been curious really well. too, but 
The one that always throws me off is when you use mesquite in there because it's a similar color, but it's like four times the weight of mahogany. Hmm. But it doesn't like have mahog- all like those little like like uh, grains in it. Like mesquite's more of a solid wood. Correct. Like- but it's similar in color. Like if you're just putting it into a charcuterie board, you could literally pick up one or the other and they're not too drastically different color-wise. So mm-hmm. you still get that brown section in your charcuterie board. But the weight of mahogany, because it's such a dense wood in comparison, literally like makes it very heavy on whatever side you put that in. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sipo mahogany is referred to as just sipo or utile. It's an African wood that is considered to be the closest aesthetically to genuine mahogany, although not a true Swetenia. And when it's hmm. quarter sawn, it's two-tone. Yeah, it looks just like mahogany. It's beautiful. Yeah, but that, that two-tone is what I was talking about. Yeah, it, it has like but, stripes and it. it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, like 1180 Janko hardness. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do we want to jump into a little bit of whiskey? Oh, Get man. into that, Colton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. let's see if we can get this to play. <laughs> Whoa, you're doing good. Whoa, yeah, it's it's not playing at the moment, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna just jump into it. And uh, whoa, 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 whiskey of the week. There we go. The whiskey of the week for mm. last week was the Glen Morangie ten year old. Glen so, Morangie, yes. Were you able to procure it and did it dandy? I did, and it did, and we did. It was awesome, man. Like, I couldn't have picked a better whiskey for this week. Like, okay, all all (laughs) all my troubles, all 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 my uh, my rear end, my caboose troubles. You know, okay. Like, first, you know, so I I I have a process every time I get a new whiskey from you, Ross. I. uh, Mm The first pull is always directly from the bottle, no matter what price the bottle is, right? Okay. And the first pull off this bottle was like a breath of fresh air, man. Okay. Like, like it, it, it's, it's smooth. It, it's easy from start to finish. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, like you get a little, uh, little hints, little, little peat, little, little, uh, little vanilla, like right off mm-hmm. the first pull, right? But, um, it's like a breath of fresh air, man. And like, it, it reminds me of literally like this week, like whenever I was first coming out of anesthesia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause when I went in, I was in intense pain for about 48, probably more hours than that. Okay. And like, just like always in pain and like it, nothing was fun. I was, I was still making, I was still cracking jokes when I could like through the pain yeah. to the nurses and stuff. But I, it, it, it took everything I had to be a sane human being and then coming out of that. And then, I mean, on top of that, I was still high off anesthesia and morphine and codeine and whatever else. Dude. Hell yes. Like, and oh, I, I wish, I, you know, I, I might give you all the joke reel. I gave the guy who was wheeled me back to my room. Uh, I think I will after this, but like it, that's what it felt like, man. It was a breath of fresh air. It was like, Oh, this is over. Like we're on to the next page. We're on the good things. Like I can let my positivity shine. Like we can get out of here. And it that's what this whiskey tastes like, man. Oh, it felt so good. Um, then for the cocktail. So 
you know, normally for like a nice scotch whiskey, I'd rather just sip it. Maybe uh, maybe a block of ice, potentially. Usually not. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few squirts of water to open it up or whatever. Yeah. With a cigar. Like, that's yep. not normally how I drink it, especially a single malt scotch. However, we are on our mission to do a cocktail every week. And so this week, I did the Churchill cocktail with it, which is a very smooth, easy cocktail with it, right? Like, it uh, uses some control, some sweet vermouth. Quantro, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Quantro. Mm. I don't, man, are you sure it's not Contrio? But no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like Quantro. Sounds like yes. a Q. Quantro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so also, you know, I, I'm familiar with Quantro from like, uh, from like, you normally you can like do like a floater on for like a margarita yeah. with it, right? Yeah. You know, because it's very, it's very orange flavored. I never re- like, so I'm familiar with it, but. Um, when I picked this, uh, cocktail out, um, you know, I had to go buy some con- Quantro, uh, yep. which I had never done before. And I didn't realize how freaking expensive it was. It's like a hundred bucks yeah, that's for a why, handle of that. That's why most people get triple sec instead. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think that triple sec would have done, uh, whatever. I, 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 so I got a small bottle of control or okay. Quantro, uh, with it. And, um, uh, yeah, and it, it it did very well. I have one right here, and little fa- my little fancy glasses. Um, nice, your coupe glass, my coupe glass. Yes, it 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 did very well. It um it, it matched the same energy, very easy. Like I get why a bunch of um, you know, uh, I guess I'll, I'll see moms, you know, drink some like Glenmorangie with like a yeah. a splash of water and stuff, and like I get it, man. Like, so, like uh, bang for buck and yeah. So the reason I actually picked this one, um, number one, to get back to a little bit of single malts because we had been jumping all over on whiskeys and bourbons and rye and all stuff. So I wanted to get back to some of the single malts. But the reason I picked Glenmorangie specifically is because you enjoy the Aberlauer um, yeah. very much. That was and that cool. was That one was, was cool. only a few weeks ago. I wish but, I still had it left, but it's gone. Here's yep. the fun part. Both Glenmorangie and Aberlauer are from the Speyside region. And Speyside is literally uh, up in the northeast corner of Scotland. It's about the size of Rhode Island. And out of the 300 or so distilleries in all of Scotland, over half of them are contained in this really small area. And the reason for that is the, it is the perfect nature setting to be able to get uh, the right water, the right floral tones, and... Everything you're getting out of there gives the right aging conditions. And the reason I had you pick this one as opposed to the Aberlauer that you had done before, Aberlauer is known to have some of the shortest, fattest stills out of all of Scotland as far as single malts go. And as you tasted, it gave you a very rich, full-bodied whiskey. And Glenmorangie has the tallest, skinniest stills of anywhere in Scotland. And it's a very light, easygoing whiskey. Now, think of it like this. When you go to a stadium, let's say you're going to go watch either the Tampa Bay Bucks or the Houston Texans. If you give a thousand random people tickets to go see a game, an NFL game, and they're all 100 level seats, whether somebody weighs 100 pounds or 1,000 pounds, everybody can walk in at ground level, walk down a few stairs, and get to their seat. But if they're 300 level tickets, somebody who weighs 1,000 pounds can't get up all those stairs. 
Same thing happens in the stills. If it is a short, fat still, all the vapors, the heavy vapors, the medium vapors, the light vapors, they can all make it in um, from the distillation part into the, the neck of the still to then turn from a vapor into a liquid again. And they cool down and you get a mixture of full bodiness in there. Whereas if it's a super tall, skinny still, only the lightest, most delicate vapors can make it all the way up that super tall chimney and then down uh, the neck of the still to get turned into whiskey. So if you look, and this is not an exact science, but it's, it's pretty darn close. If you look at a bunch of different single malt bottles all lined up together, this does not work for blended whiskey. This does not work for bourbons, but only for single malt scotches. If you look at the different bottles of single malt, you can typically tell how tall and skinny the stills were by the shape and neck of the bottle. I was about to say that right now. Like mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the, yep. the, the Glen Morangy uh, bottle is way taller. And then the Abdullah yep. Botter's short, short and squatty. Correct. So no. what that means is if you are walking into a, a bar yeah. and you're like, you know what? I know that I want to have something light and airy because I know it's going to be a long night. You can look at the back bar and see what's the tallest, skinniest single malt bottle. And if you're like, you know what? I want something super full bodied and smooth, quote unquote. Smooth is typically mistaken for a buttery or really viscous whiskey because it coats the palate. So if you want something that is super buttery or super viscous and and full bodied, go for something with the shortest, fattest neck that you can find of any of the single malt bottles. Mm. And that way you can taper your drinking based upon how you want the night to go solely by looking at the bottles and knowing roughly what flavor profile you're going to get, at least complexion and complexity. Interesting. That is quite the whiskey. That's a nugget right there, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, going on to next week, the whiskey of the week going into next week, which is a holiday week, is the Penderin Welsh Whiskey. It is a Celtic single malt. It hails from Wales. Uh, So outside of Cardiff, Wales, so still on the UK continent, but the southwest corner of it, as opposed to Scotland being the northern sector. So you are literally going to go from one end of the UK to the other, um, or Great Britain, I should say, from one end to the other. Uh, So P-E-N-D-E-R-Y-N. Oh, Y-N. Penderin. Okay. Yep. Uh, but it, it it tends to be a fairly light whiskey. Um, not as much complexity because it is coming from some of the, the lower parts of, of Great Britain. Uh, but I'm curious to get your feedback on it. So that'll Penderin. be our first Wales. Yes, our first Welsh whiskey. You so. think that has anything to do with like Pendleton whiskey? Or is uh, that it actually... Just- it, it actually has more to do with, um, uh, so the, the kind of the, the hero of folklore of Wales is, uh, Arthur Pendragon. Okay. Um, and, and Penderin is a, a Welsh word that is the, the dragon that's kind of like their mascot or the way we have the Eagle, they have the, this dragon. So nice dragon. Yep. Hell yeah! Hey, do so, you want to yeah. hear the you want to hear the joke reel that I, I, I told do. I told the uh, the nurse who was who wheeled me from um, the operating room back to my uh, 
like yes. stain room. <laughs> okay. So first Did thing I asked him. stain room? Or like the, the room I stayed in, I guess. Oh, staying room. I or thought my, you said the room I stayed in room. before they let me leave the hospital, okay. I guess. Okay. So first thing I asked him, super weird question. I was like, do you like cows? <laughs> and he was like, um, to, to eat. And, <laughs> and I was like, all right, sorry. I know that was a weird question, bro. But, um, I'm gonna tell you some cow jokes, whether you like it or not. And, um, <laughs> he was like, all right, all right. He was eating it up. Uh, he, he's a big old tall, tall guy, um, with dreads and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I started off, I was like, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Ground beef. Ground beef. He was like, Haha. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, what do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. <laughs> I was like, what do you call a mean cow? And he was like, wait, oh, I know this one. Does it have something to do with beef? And I was like, oh, it's a good idea. You know, because when you have beef with somebody, but no, you call, yeah. it, beef, you call it beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. And then what do you call a cow that just had a calf? A mama cow who just had a calf. What? Call it a de- decaffeinated. <laughs> right. <laughs> Decaf. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I think it was about into my cow jokes, but the, the joke that really got him that he liked was, um, was like, did you know that the average kangaroo can jump higher than a house? Like, than your average house, it can jump higher. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, because houses can't jump, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> that one got him. That one got him. But the, the, I have a seasonal uh, joke for you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh, go ahead. That was. I was done. I was done. Did you know um, that uh, some of the the earliest Christmas songs actually came from Finland in their old uh, church songs? No. Uh, yeah, and they actually. Um, they use those songs to make the Mortal Kombat theme, which you wouldn't expect because it's Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can tell it came from there because it's a finish him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a joke. Ah. I have oh, a yeah? joke. Lay I never told a joke on, on here. <clears throat> so a uh, my wife thought this was funny and she doesn't think jokes are funny. So it's probably pretty funny. So uh, play it on the. Husband goes to his wife and they're kind of just sitting there talking and he goes, I got a question. She goes, okay, what is it? He goes, if I died, would you like get remarried? And she goes, um, I don't know. Like it would probably be a while. Like, I don't know. I really thought about it, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. I guess it just depends on the situation. He's like, all right. And he goes, well, if I died, like, would you like, like let him wear my clothes and she he's she's like i don't know i don't even know like what kind of question is that like no probably not and he's like all right well if i died would you like let him use my stuff like you know like my like my sporting goods and something she's like i i don't know like i don't know this where this line of questioning going he's like he's like never mind he's like i just wondered she's like okay well if i died would you get remarried and he goes, I mean, yeah, probably one day I would probably get remarried. I don't want to be alone. And she goes, would you let her wear my clothes? And he goes, no, absolutely not. I would not let her wear your clothes. And she's like, well, would you let her use my stuff? Like my golf clubs? And he goes, no, she's left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Nice. <laughs> She's left-handed. <laughs> That's right. Got her picked up. I like, like it. That. I like it. Oh man. Uh, well, I think that's a good point for us to jump into a little bit of nugget education. Oh yeah. Going into this Christmas holiday. And yeah. it doesn't have to be Christmas themed. But uh yeah. does anybody have a nugget they want to share? I'll kick it off, man. Kick it off. Dude, it. Uh, so I normally don't give like and I don't know, like like heart touching nuggets, right? Like most of my nuggets are like, oh, wear a napkin on your hip for glue or whatever, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. my nugget this week is find your silver lining, you know, like when you're down in the dumps, right? Like stuff's raining on you. Like there is always a silver lining to find. Like I- I've been accused of by ex-girlfriends of just <laughs> rainbows. Right. Yeah. And, um, Pollyannaism. I-, I don't know what that is. Would you know, well, you know what a Debbie Downer is? Yeah. Like okay, well the, the opposite. opposite is called a Pollyanna. Yeah. Okay, Pollyanna well, is like overly uh positive about everything. Well, well me and Polly are friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and you know, always find the silver lining, you know. And uh like you know, like I, I had every excuse this week to be freaking negative and like, oh, it's right in the middle of the Christmas rush and I lose four days to my butt exploding. Like, oh, Life sucks. Like <laughs> stuff sucks. Fair. But you know what? I came out of it refreshed. Like, and it's only just from what's going on between my ears, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I feel refreshed. I, I have a new outlook on life. I'm ready to get after it. I am behind, but it stuff's gonna work out. And it, the silver lining, you know, like whether it's like a lesson you learned or like at least it wasn't this bad. Or like whatever, there's always a silver lining to be found in any negative situation. So that's my nugget. Find your silver lining, like baby. It. Yeah. I like it. I actually found some silver lining. This isn't my nugget, but it's onto your story. Uh there's a restaurant literally at the end of my my neighborhood. And we go there about uh once every two or three weeks. And they have these like gambling machines, just video poker kind of stuff and slot machines. And the owner of the place, we were in there one day and they were like, hey, you guys are here all the time. They're doing this contest to give away an F-150 or whatever. Uh, You guys should enter. And I was like, whatever. So I filled out the form and lo and behold, I won $100 and I was the drawing winner from that restaurant. And then I was entered into uh, the grand finale, which was the chance to win part of 35K as well as the chance to win either a Ford Escape, a Ford Edge, or sorry, Explorer, or a Ford F-150. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, has it drawn yet? Yes, it was this past Thursday. Um, it was, uh, it, it made me feel better about myself for two reasons. Number one, I got to go to this event having won $100. It was free booze, uh, free food all night. I tipped the bartender 20 bucks. And that's yeah. all it cost me was some time. So I had a great night. I got to people watch for days. The other part that made me um, actually really enjoy things and find the silver lining was standing in a room of degenerate gamblers all night. <laughs> and I am, I am, I am very Scottish in that I am cheap as hell. Like I don't, I don't gamble a whole lot because if I can't afford to lose it, I don't want to do it. Right. Sure. But I met people like just. In in passing over there, who 
they were like, yeah, I'm only down like five grand this week, but I was up 20 last week and I won two quick pick lotto things and I won 4k at a machine today, but I was down five last, uh, yesterday and on the week I'm basically breaking even. And I'm like, you guys are just throwing around money left and right. And every one of the, well, yes, but the majority of the people there as their number was not called to win a a portion of 35K and or one of the vehicles, they were getting very ornery and angry at the people who were the winners. Mm -hmm. And they were like, that should be me. And as I'm walking out, having not won anything at the end of the night, they're like, these people should be lucky. I came from this neighborhood and I'll stab somebody and I'll take that vehicle. And I was like, you guys, like, can you hear You're yourself? taking this a little too serious. Yeah, like literally, like yeah, we, we got a free night out of this. And I looked at it as I hadn't put a penny into any of these machines. So I was still up $80 against this whole thing. <laughs> However, a lot of these people obviously were down quite a bit. So I found the silver lining in it. They did not as much. But um, yeah, that was my my story on that. Yeah, so kudos to you, sir. Dude. Silver lining, yeah. baby. Yeah. Makes everything better. Jess, you got a nugget? Um, you need a second? Well, no, it's just the, well, a couple things. This will turn into something else. But okay. um, one, one thing is that when I'm working, I try not to focus on any of the problems and stuff that are going on. I'm like talking... Mm-hmm. Me and the other guy were like talking about other things that we did or things that happened in the past. Like, um, I guess I've done it so long now. I don't really have to concentrate as much on what I'm doing. And it's more, I don't know, anytime that I'm like just like dead focused and it's dead quiet in there, it's, I don't like it. Like I get okay. uh, anxious, if that makes any sense. I start overthinking mm-hmm. everything. But when you're like trying to have a good time, like you're trying to look at the silver lining, like this is cool and I get to do this and all that other stuff. And you're talking with the people that you're working with and so on and so forth. Um, it is a lot more enjoyable. So, yes, I'm with yeah. you on that, Colton. Always, always try. Because really, and this is something that I've learned over time, it's very rarely the actual thing that happened to you that's so bad. It's the reaction that you give that's so bad. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, yep. because yep. it's, it, it is, it's, it's what's in between your ears because, mm-hmm. um, Ashley has a good friend of ours and she's been a friend of Ashley's for a long time. And she has this famous saying that she says, will it matter in five years? Will it matter in a year? Will it matter in six months? Dude, and I say that all the time. Like in five no, years. Yeah. And like, no, I mean, to be responsible, don't just, you know, be a slouch, but like, who cares? Like, are you even going to yeah. remember? Are you even going to be able to even tell it as a story? Like, you know, does it really matter? So like you spilled a can of paint or, you know, I had to go back and refinish something like who cares? Just go do it. Like, it's not, it's not, it's, I could be, could fight with him and say, you know, this is your fault and this is your problem. And, 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 or I could just go over there and refinish it. And me and him are talking about like, I'm saying in the wood and I'm like, Oh, look at this sink. You know, I want to redo my kitchen. Like, you know, like, just nothing like it's not important so yeah that i guess that's kind of my kind of my nugget it's it's about your reaction to things not actually about what you're actually doing yeah 
So my nugget is kind of on those, but it's it's valuing yourself as well as um, chasing away things that are going to be kind of a downer, if you will. In that, here's my story. I had a customer reach out. They wanted me to make a colonial-style coffee table, uh, and they were like, I want it on wheels that are antique. I want this. I want that. And it was getting real specific. And then I was like, okay, well, this is going to cost more. And this is so let me do it up on SketchUp. Let me put out a couple options. We can figure out what the design you want is. And then I can quote you from there. And they were like, okay, that sounds good. I did three different renderings on SketchUp. And it probably took me 10 to 12 hours all in. Oh, however, the amount of time that I saved by not having to have this customer who was reaching out to me three to four times a week asking what the changes were and where the updates were and what was the status on this and that, I could already tell it was going to be more of a headache customer. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of times if I'm dealing with somebody and I can tell that they are going to be like easy to work with and it's like awesome to like customer moving forward. I knock off a few dollars or I short quote what the, the estimate of time for the build is. And cause I know I'm going to get more from them down the line. I could tell that this customer was going to be somebody that was going to be a one person or one time customer. And they were going to be more of a headache than they were worth. So I put it at, I, when I put together the estimate, once they had agreed upon the, uh, the design, I put out everything and something tells me it was probably double what he had expected. And I, it has been radio silence from this customer since then. Now I do have the design that I had drawn up for them. Uh, and I can make that table on my own. I can sell it to somebody else. I can do whatever I want with it. I've already invested the time there, but I put it at a price that if it was going to have to move forward, I kind of built in a buffer of, I don't know what the male version of Karen would be, but like Chad, knowing that a Chad. So, um, Chad factor. I, yes, I built in a Chad factor and my time was going to be worth this much. Sorry to anyone dealing chat out there for Karen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially I built in the extra layer knowing that dealing with Chad was going to be an extra layer of work. And so I built in extra hours into what would my hourly time would have been, as well as I typically throw in the CAD drawings for, for free because it saves me time on the build. But I ended up building it into, you know, equating my 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours of CAD time, SketchUp time into this, uh, into the estimate. And it's been radio silent since then. So I saved myself a boatload of headache on the back end. And I still have the plans to work with if I want to move it forward. So, yeah, my right. dad used to call it struggle factor. Like Ooh. he used to have this analogy and he would say, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I would say, or let's say I, if I asked you, Colton, how much would you charge me to paint a bowling ball? How much would you charge me? Honestly, you can answer it. How much would you charge me to paint a bowling ball? 30 One bucks. Coat. Okay. 30 bucks. Okay, now if I put that bowling ball at the top of a flagpole, how much would you charge me? You want me a lot more, right? Do you you understand the point? You've put in, it's a totally different subject. People might think it's the same, but that just consider that flagpole, all obstacles, stairs, personalities, 
you know, specificity in the order, all these different things, you know, and the higher the flagpole. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you you would you have to figure that in. I mean, when they when they like. So, for instance, when you stucco a condo or a house, it's pretty much the same price per square foot when you charge for the outside of the house. Right. Unless it starts to get up to like two and three stories, like it starts getting really tall and you have a lot of scaffold, then you start raising the price. But on a condominium, on a high rise, you might be charging uh, fifteen to twenty dollars a yard, thirty dollars a yard at the bottom. You might be charging three hundred dollars a yard for up high, like you know when you're ten, mm-hmm. twenty stories up, because it's just more work, it's more struggle, it's more obstacles yeah. in your way. It's the same thing with every type of of trade like this, every single and kind of trade. So strangely enough. Um, one of our prior guests brought this up and I hadn't thought about it, but it's something that I notice uh, in the area that I live. There's a lot of times that there is what they call the the North shore tax. So essentially um, if a contractor comes to the area and with their normal fee for, let's say taking it, taking down a tree would be $300. And because you live in this one area, they're like, Ooh, that's going to be (laughs) $1,300. And you're like, well, wait, are you charging me more just because it's it's here? And partially the answer is yes. It's typically somebody that can afford it. But the other answer is if he came in and said, okay, I'm going to make you a table and it's 300 bucks, or I'm going to make you a table and it's $1,300, it's perceived value. Even yeah. though it's the same table, you're not going to think it's quality unless it's you pay more for it. Mm, yeah. And so people don't appreciate what they don't pay for. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's one of those that it's there so that you can see the quality that it is rather than saving the money because you think you're getting a deal. You want to know that the quality is there more so than the perceived deal. So yeah. for, for ah. people who are, are building furniture or doing things out there, um, small business wise, don't sell yourself short. Customers definitely perceive the quality. Don't obviously gouge it just because of where you are. Like nobody needs a thousand dollar cutting board, but at the same token, oh, um, pump your brakes, bro. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a big cutting uh, board. It could be. I'm just kidding. Yes, but sorry, you know what I mean. I do so, know what uh, you mean. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. Oh, uh, is there anything else that we want to cover off on? No, before dude, we I feel like that was a great round for, of nuggets, man. That that yeah. that round of nuggets filled my heart. God, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's y'all or the hydrocodone, but I'm feeling loved <laughs> right now. I'm just kidding. I'm not on hydrocodone. <laughs> CVS didn't have it. <laughs> I gotta wait until tomorrow <laughs> to pick it up. <laughs> but hell yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, uh, before we, we bid adieu and to our listeners out there, we want everybody to have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and enjoy time with your family. Make sure to get out of your shop and spend some time with your family, or if you've spent too much time with them, get back into your shop, yes. whatever is going to help you get through the holidays. Yes. Um, also, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. And thank you very much to everyone for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoyed every second of this episode. If you didn't, please send all your complaints to our naturalist trending legal representation at Davis, Davis, and Cuball and Associates, where their motto is, like a blind man at a nudist colony, it's not hard to overexpose your case and burn the sensitive pieces of evidence. 
For Jess, <laughs> Colton, and Ross, this has been the Beat Around the Bench podcast, and we will catch you all next time. Woo! Yeah! See ya. That's it.